Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? Rolling great. I feel like we're over halfway done with these. In terms of, well, because I've been making a bunch, yeah. Yeah, we would, yeah I feel like we've never been done as early as we're going to be done this year. Uh, we're going to be done the day before the season starts, as we are every year. Yeah, now, but I'm saying if we have 90% of them, whatever. All right. So he, here's the situation. So we're, we're talking about the Browns today, obviously, number 26 in our power rankings. This is the team that we had the biggest disparity on. I had them at 20. You had them at 30. We both ranked, assuming no Deshaun Watson for the year. And we were going to put a pin in this team and drop them, you know, maybe later, not in their natural spot in the rankings because we wanted to get news on Deshaun Watson. And Goodell has said that there's no timetable for this appeal and I think we both think that he's probably going to get suspended for the year, but we have no idea when the NFL is going to make their decision. So we figured we're just going to go forward and we will talk about it a little bit. But I guess the opening threshold question is, is why do you have this team? And we'll bring our guests on in a second, but Akiva, why do you have this team at 30th, assuming no Watson? Well, I think the Browns with Jacoby Brissett are probably the, the one of the five lowest ceiling teams in the league. Like this team is, they're not going to make the playoffs. With I mean, Jacoby they were Brissett. a 500 team last year with a true, I mean, like, their quarterbacking last year could not have been worse. Like, yeah, it, well, it could have been worse. The guy who's their quarterback this year is significantly worse than Baker Mayfield. Brissett is a worse quarterback than Mayfield, but but Mayfield's performance last year was worse, you know, than Brissett's cumulatively over the last two or three years. And, you know, other than quarterback and receiver, five to 53, this is a top five roster in the league. Yeah, I, I just I, I just don't think there's any upside. Anyway, let, let's talk right, to okay. our so, guest. Yeah, so let's bring our guest on. So we have a Brown super fan here, Maury Litwack. So Maury, welcome to 32 fans. And obviously we'll have to get into Watson. But before we do discuss that tawdry affair, let's talk about your coach for a second, because is the bloom starting to come off the rose with Kevin Stefanski a little bit? Like here's an offensive guy who was unable to take advantage of the number one overall pick at quarterback. Um, only one receiver has topped 600 yards receiving since Stefanski arrived. Yes, they've had dynamic running games, but it's it's hard not to with this offensive line and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt uh, toting the rock. So I'm just wondering, like Stefanski had a lot of hype and excitement at first, and I'm just wondering if, if that's still merited in Cleveland. I mean, I think that, that it's this with the Deshaun Watson news, I think that the uh, there's going to be a a real spotlight on Stefanski and the Browns fans. You know, people Browns fans are known as being uh, miserable and unhappy and depressed and a, a variety of other sad words. 
what we are not as well known for and we should be known for is we're extraordinarily impatient. <laughs> and so I could see Deshaun Watson, for example, coming in uh, and throwing a couple bad games, a couple picks, and there'll be news. And I'll probably be one of these people who say, oh, my goodness, why didn't we just keep Baker? The second Baker has a good game. Deshaun Watson falls apart. So similarly with Stefanski, I think that there could be, be real impatience very quickly, especially if we don't see that offensive genius. Uh, and we've never really seen that in the wide receivers. And if we don't see uh, the defense come together like it's supposed to or the special teams come together like it's supposed to. So I, I think this is this is Stefanski's year and the Browns are just notoriously impatient. Well, so then let me ask you, is there a win total Stefanski has to hit this year uh, without Watson? Um, let's assume for the second without Watson all season that he needs to hit in order to keep this job going into next year. I, I think they've they've got to have nine wins or, or somewhere in that range for, for Stefanski to keep his job. I would think so. I mean, those first six games, even if they have Brissett, are not the most difficult games. I mean, they're facing like the Panthers, the Jets, and the Steelers of those first three games. And it's just so funny because I could see the Steelers winning eight, nine games this year with their their team, which is is much worse roster. So I, I think the biggest problem that Stefanski is going to have is the Steelers. And, and I think with 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 Tomlin being the coach he is, I, I think it's just going to – he's still going to produce an eight, nine win win team – and he should be able to. So I, I think that's his biggest problem. Also, the Ravens. I mean, he's just his biggest problem is in that in that in 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 our division, we just have good coaching and consistent coaching. So if so, if the Browns repeat eight and nine, you think that's it for Stefanski? I, I think it's going to be very difficult unless there's just a ton of injuries or an onslaught of that or things like that. I, I think that the, the it, it's very difficult to be be. A, anybody working within the Cleveland Brown system, it's just extremely difficult. We are an impatient franchise. And uh, especially now that the missing piece, the, the, uh, the one piece we've always talked about for decades is finally here, the quarterback boy, oh boy, is it going to be on the hot seat for him? And, and what about like, you know, leaving aside like the, the moral issues related to, to Watson, the craziest thing to me about the Watson decision by the Browns is that they knew that minimum he'd be suspended for half a season. And they knew that they're in a deep AFC where you can't limp into the playoffs with nine or even 10 wins the way you probably could in the NFC. And yet they just didn't bother to secure like a great backup. They burnt every possible bridge with Baker and, you know, and they, they are paying someone else to play him this year. They expressed no interest in Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz or Jimmy Garoppolo or Teddy Bridgewater, Marcus Mariota, even Mitch Trubisky. Like I just, after the way he played in Miami last year, it's, you know, it's not even clear if Brissett is an average backup anymore. I think you, there's 40 better quarterbacks. And I'm just wondering why didn't the Browns, who other than QB are in a win now mode, why didn't they make a better effort to secure a QB behind Watson this year? I, I think that probably part of it is Stefanski believing to run the ball. Uh, and I think um, part of it is also them believing that after Baker, they just need a competent game manager. And Baker was anything but a game manager. And I think Stefanski is, is uh, like Teddy Bridgewater, for example, is like a textbook example of that. And, you know, yeah, Miami I got him for, for one year, 6 million. The Browns could have afforded that. Right. I, I don't know if I, if is bridge is Bridgewater so much better than, than a, a Brissett. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're dropping our quarterback rankings episode in a couple of days. And I pointed out, you know, Bridgewater is, is because his ceiling is low. People never are excited about him, which is why he's, you know, 
Carolina traded him and then, you know, Denver, New Orleans, all these teams get rid of him. But like, he's one of only nine quarterbacks in the NFL and the other eight are all like pro bowlers who's been above average statistically for each of the last three seasons. So he's not far above average, but you know, Jacoby Brissett wishes he was near average. Right. I mean, I also think part the Browns have always consistently had a, uh, uh, an O-line confidence and that continues. And I think they believe that they put anyone behind that O-line and they're in good shape, uh, especially with those two backs and that O-line. So I, I think there seems to be, you know, that that consistently seems to be the case and that may be Stefanski's undoing. So we'll see. Is Kareem Hunt uh, still going to be here by the time the season starts? I, it looked like it from the training camp, but they have Darnus Johnson. And, and I, I think that's one place where they could, they could get some, some draft capital. So if, if I, if I was, if I was the GM, I'd, I'd be trading Kareem Hunt. And, and because you have such a talented um, raw, uh, uh, bench of, of back. So I'm not, I'm not exactly sure why, why they don't do that. So uh, I think Darnus Johnson demonstrated last year. He's, he's really fantastic. Yeah, he had 146 rushing yards against a good Denver defense in the in a, in a game when Chubb and Hunt were both injured. Um, I wonder what they could get for Hunt. I mean, obviously he's a very good player, but he's a free agent. He's well, you can get uh, a fourth round pick probably for so. one year rental running back. It, it's possible, but it's not a guarantee. But yeah, I mean, look, you're right. Obviously, Maury, like whoever they plug in just because that offensive line has value. If Hunt is demanding a trade, I, I don't know what you know, why the Browns still really need him around. From a fantasy perspective, you know, let's talk about these running backs for a second. You know, Chubb, clearly a top 10 guy when healthy. Hunt, if he's still on the team, you know, showed last year he has standalone starter value, even with a healthy Chubb. And then when Chubb is gone, he becomes a top five guy. And obviously you're a Browns fan, but removing that for a second, if you're a fantasy football player, uh, how are you drafting these running backs? I I would draft Chubb very high because I I think there's a very strong chance that Kareem Hunt is gone. And I think that... uh... And and if he's gone, is Dearness Johnson, like, Going into the 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 hunt role where he he's a weekly starter also, or is he no only in case of Chubb no injury? Not not, a, not I don't think a chance. I think I think Chubb has demonstrated that he can he can carry the ball 20, 25 times a game and be fine. So I think that there's there's no issue here where they're worried about um, his load. It's more of um, they have just extraordinarily talented guy uh, on third downs who can go into the, move to the backfield. So I, I think that the the uh, I really believe that that if people take take uh, Chubb, um, they have a very strong chance of getting that that literally top one or top three guy um, if they go after him. So I, I, I believe that's the that, that's how I'd be looking at Chubb as, as, as a pretty secure pick for I mean, you could, I think he'll get to go into the second round at the top of the second round and he could be a, a elite first rounder. Yeah, I mean, you, um, there is a concern. Obviously, you said he can carry the ball 25 times a game, but like, you know, he missed three games last year, missed four games the year before. Um, you know, uh, any running back carry the ball that much is an injury risk. And, and he already has, you know, has played, you know, hasn't played a full season in three years. So that O line, the O line. Yeah. Um, and what about a receiver? So Amari Cooper is the new wide receiver one. Um, you know, he, he, he's nowhere near Odell, obviously, as a talent, but in terms of on field production, I don't see how he can be worse. So Dell obviously a disaster then went to the Rams and immediately got better again. Um, you know, the fact that he all he cost was a fifth round pick is sort of indicative of, you know, expectations shouldn't be that high for him, but like Noel Dell Beckham jr. Jarvis Landry gone too. And so, you know, Cooper doesn't really have a lot of other guys drawing coverage opposite, you know, on the other side of the field from him. I am. I would shy away from, from Cooper. If I, if I was, well, forget about fantasy, but just in terms of this oh, team, you know, I may look the, the, the wide receivers make me very nervous. I, I think that it was that he, Stavansky has not schemed out anything that that amazing for the receivers. Cooper's in his first year here. Cooper uh, had I don't consider him on on Dallas as having been an a, a elite number one. 
um, with everybody else who was there. And so I think this could be be uh, um, troubling. Like, I'm not sure. I mean, Donovan Peoples-Jones is very talented. It could be him, but I, I don't know. You just don't know with Stefanski and how many times he's going to run the ball, how many times he's going to just 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 uh, scheme to the tight end. So I, 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 I'm nervous about this. Third round rookie. I actually think, I actually think they're listed yeah. as a starter right now. Yeah, I think they're they're um their receivers are fine. First of all, I watched uh, most of the Purdue games this season. David Bell's really, really good. He's a low upside guy, which is why he goes in the third round, but he's really NFL ready. He's if you guys remember Jericho Cotri, that's who I compared him to. Jericho Cotri like broke Tory Holt's records at NC State, but he ran like a five two forty. He was just very slow. But he somehow he could catch every ball and get open. Uh, David Bell's basically the same guy. He's not like doesn't have blazing speed, but I actually think he'll be uh, a good NFL player. So that's not crazy. He's, he's starting. So I, I think you 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 factor that and Cooper and Peoples Jones is actually not really a bad receiving room at all. Oh, and what about I mean, a tight end? You know, they they gave David and Joko a huge deal every year. He's a preseason sleeper, but he's never really, you know, converted that on the field. And I'm sort of surprised how he earned that contract. And with Austin Hooper gone, he's really the only, you know, pass catching threat at tight end. I was going to say that if you asked me, I was prepared for you to ask me sort of who was who was a sleeper, who was the fantasy perspective or from a from a, a sort of breakout player. I think it's going to be Njoku. Uh, I think he's extremely talented and he had a good, good, really good second half and and uh, he passed protects and everything else. So I, I, I think with that contract and that security, you know, he, he really never had that security in the contract. So I, I think he's going to be uh, elite this year. Okay. Cause yeah, I, but we have been talking about him for like at least three years. I feel like including, but I think this year. is different. This is different because I, I, there was always a contract waving over him. There was, they, they went out and got Hooper. I mean, it was, there was always a little bit of a mess around it. So this is now they're like, they say, okay, he's the guy. Hmm. And Savansky likes to throw the tight end. The truth. Yeah. The truth is Alex said, we like to talk about the two to 53 Maury, which is everyone but the starting quarterback. And I, we don't even know the starting quarterback here is. So would you agree with Alex's assessment that this is a top three or top five roster if you take the quarterback out of the equation for every team? If you take the quarterback out of the equation as the top, oh, 100%, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in your in in the mind of you or, or sort of the Browns fans, Browns beat writers, do you think this is the best O-line in the league? Yeah, I, I think so. I think I think they, 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 they look, they're locked up. They've, they've been together, most of the guys. So, yeah, I would say that the, it's, this is the best. Uh, it's really right. the conversation, you know, the Eagles obviously up there, mm-hmm. um, the, the Bucks hard to say because guys are injured right now. But um... uh, let's, let's let's switch to the defense, Alex. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they brought back Clowney. So they've got Garrett and Clowney. They don't they uh, pop quiz the, Akiva. And yeah, uh, the answer is obvious. But uh, who is the favorite for defensive player of the year right now on BetMGM? Well, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll say Garrett's the favorite, yeah. and then I'll say two is TJ Watt, and then I would say the two Bosa's are three and four. Yeah, is that correct? But, yeah, but I'm, a, I'm a little surprised that Garrett's ahead of uh, Watt and the Bosa's. And well, it's, it isn't all well, aren't all MVP awards like all right? We gave it someone else last year. We're trying to find a reason to give it to somebody else this year. Yeah, I mean, I. I, I almost thought that, you know, Garrett uh, deserved or not is going to sort of, well, obviously not, is going to suffer. Like, I just think like the Browns as an organization are sort of so hated nationally right now because of, you know, the contract they gave Watson and, you know, sort of the, a lot of the statements they've made that I think it's no gonna... one will care in two months, Alex. Yeah, I, I mean, I, like, I don't mean about no one will care about this, John Watson, but no one will take it out on Miles Garrett in November. I think I think you're wrong. I think the Browns, I mean, you know traditionally the Browns have enjoyed a lot of national support as lovable losers. 
I mean, I think that's gone for a long, for years and years. Like every single football fan outside of Cleveland is passionately rooting against them. In every single game, they're going to be booed like crazy. Forget about Watson. I think the entire team is. Even when they play other hateable teams like the Steelers and Ravens, I think like the average fan is like, like, you, you, you know, you listen to like, just you talk like casually like sports fans, like everybody just despises the Browns right now. And I, I think that's going to affect like the voters for these awards also. Who, who don't exactly have the best track record of uh, you know, more. Do you think the Browns are going to get booed every time they step on the field? Like Alex is saying, I don't agree with Alex. I don't think they're going to get booed. They're such a sad sack team. I think if they, if, if this is not like Houston winning something and cheating, this is different. This is, this is, this is a bunch of losing teams already d- making a move that everyone called the uh, called despicable. So this is, this is already a losing bunch. So I don't agree. I don't agree at all. I think already people, this is just more, more, more um, of people sort of it's your, it's your family member who you already feel bad for that's done another dumb thing. Yeah, but the, you have the Nebuch family member who can't get it together, but then he goes and kills a guy, and it's like, you know, your feelings a little bit different than when he was just getting fired from his job, right? Like, <laughs> you plan, Alex, you plan on booing the Browns when they go out there? Booing them? I mean, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to any Browns games this year. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so yeah, maybe I, I definitely have heard, have heard people saying they're going to boycott the Browns or not go to the Browns game. I've definitely heard that. Yeah, well, so here's my feeling. I think there's like sort of three groups of Browns fans. So the first group is the people who say they're done with the team forever. And, you know, uh, I I, res- I respect their principled stand, whatever. Uh, then the second group, which is the group I would probably fall in as a Browns fan, is the ones who might say that, but you don't believe them at all. And then the third group is probably the more honest group, which is like, listen, the Vikings employed Adrian Peterson, who was abusing children. And I was disgusted with him and I hated him and I would have preferred him not on the team, but it didn't make me root for the team any less. Right. Like, you know, when you're committed to Akiva likes to say the people who all like, you know, announced their boycott in the NFL because guys are kneeling or whatever reason, like none of those people were real NFL fans in the first place. I, I think it's going to be very difficult uh um, look, I, I think, I think it's going to be, be for a lot of Browns fans. It was very, I heard from a lot of Browns fans. who said they were done with the team. I heard from a lot of Browns fans who said that, but what that, percentage of them do you believe? I guess. Cause I don't believe. I, most of them. I, right. I, I think that the, 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 it's, it's hard. It's look, I, I think this is one of those things also where I think it has to be the, the whole proceedings against Watson have to finish out the suspension has to finish out for all we know, he gets to spend an entire year who knows. So I, I think that that that's where, uh, this is one of those wait and see situations to see what the fans actually do or not do. I mean, you're, you're talking about a team that their fans have been paying uh, um, billions of dollars in ticket sales and, and uh, merchandise, et cetera, while the team has, has produced zero wins for many years. So uh, I'm not sure that the, the, that a lot of these fans are really going to walk away. I do want messy. One of the messy things, Alex, is just like, even if Watson gets a suspension, it's like, all right, he gets the year and next year he's back. Like, this is this is never going to be normal. Like I do think it will be like the Roethlisberger situation on steroids. Oh, 100%. Well, there was no Roethlisberger situation. Like he uh, allegedly uh, raped like, people in Utah and Georgia, and then nobody cared. He wanted to for like you know for like five years at least. Like and it was sort of early social media, but he well, definitely I, I, you know like, I think that Roethlisberger got away with nothing. And part of it was just it was a different era. Like you know back then it was you know much. I think it will never with. not be weird. And now the NFL has the issue where they have a top ten quarterback for the next decade plus making 35 million I mean Kobe Kobe that... Bryant raped somebody and was much more important to the league than Deshaun Watson sorry allegedly um and but again it was a different era but he he got I don't think it's gonna last will years. there be a game in the next few years that Watson plays where the announcers aren't like awkwardly beating around yes. like the yes mm-hmm. by by his third or fourth game back okay possibly even his second 
I do think, I do think though, that uh, there's only one team. It's funny, by the way, as a Browns fan for the last decade or so, uh, we always sort of held itself on the moral high ground and talked about the Steelers and the Ravens. Yeah. They talked about Ray Lewis and and the Bengals Ben Roethlisberger. So I'm just saying, I do believe, and I do believe, look, I think there's only one, uh, one team in that division that can hold its head morally high. And that's the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, which is funny because they were known for, you know, having like so many guys in jail for a long time. Yeah, so the the uh, I don't know. Go, going back to the defensive piece of things, I think the defense is going to be tremendous. I, I think the cornerbacks, safeties. I, I, I believe it's going to be a very, very, very good year for the defense, and what, that's one of the reasons also why they didn't go out seeking uh, the backup quarterback like they did. I think they have massive confidence in their defense. I mean, other than Troy Hill, who I think got traded to the Rams, there, there's everybody's right. Once Clownic, like everybody's back, they're not really missing anything from last year, right? No, nothing, nothing, nothing real. Although, although they had a, um, they had their, their special teams is still going to be okay. I mean, they had Jakeem Grant. It looks like he, to- I think he tore his ACL. I saw like the other day, uh, but they have a brand new kicker and things like that. So the team is fundamentally the the, the same, which is why they went out and, and tried to get Watson. Um, so did you have, did you have them at it's 30 out of 32 in the power rankings? Akiva, uh, I, I did. I did under the under the assumption that uh, that Watson isn't playing a game. And Alex called me a troll for doing that. To be fair, I, I have the twentieth, assuming he doesn't play the whole year. Assuming as he does, this is assuming he doesn't play any games this year. Correct. I mean, uh, I, I I mean the, the thought process was like Jacoby Brissett is bad. Like I I I don't I, see I how they're going to be able to win You're not taking into account how bad Baker Mayfield was last year. Injured, whatever the reason was, I'm not, he's obviously more talented, but like his performance was, he was a bottom three quarterback last year. So what's the, ra- what's, they, the ra- what's the, ra- what's the ranking? If you assume Deshaun Watson is suspended six games, what's the ranking then? If he plays. It probably, yeah, it probably moves up closer to where Alex had them at about 20. If he's missing six games. Now it does seem like the NFL almost gave them the easy games on purpose. I know people were saying that on Twitter. No, like, because the NFL Browns, wanted him out a whole year, so I don't agree. Browns, fan, Browns fans really believe that. That's that was the word on the street. They all believed that they gave the six super easy games because that schedule at the beginning is a little silly. Although uh, it won't put it past the Browns to lose to the Steelers and lose to the Panthers. What you won't you, even say lose to the Jets. Notice. No, no, I won't say lose. <laughs> I assume the Jets were no longer in the league, so I'm I'm surprised that, mm-hmm. that they're, still, they're still there. That's like a, that's a gimme win. I, I was at that Jets game. Uh, where Baker premiered. I was in Cleveland for that Jets game where Baker premiered. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to people into the game. And I said, oh, I mean, this is the game. We're going to break the losing streak. We're playing the Jets. And sure enough, we did. Sure enough, they were cracking <laughs> beers open that night. Um, Maury, you know, obviously no first round picks, no second round picks this year. Which of the rookies are you looking at? But then three in the third, two in the fourth. Um, you, you took a uh, an Isaiah Thomas in the seventh. Uh, spells it like the uh, the Celtics Isaiah Thomas, not the Pistons one. But but who are you looking at among the rookie class of the biggest impact right away? I like I like Bell, um, as was previously mentioned. I think he's he's exciting, um, and I like uh, I like the fact that they have this kicker. Um, uh, his name escapes me because I think that's the Kate York. Yeah. yeah, York. Uh, to me, though, the the those are the two biggest pieces. They need a dynamic electric wide receiver outside of there. I mean, there's some defensive players. I think. Well, but uh, the way he was describing him, he he might be solid and have a low floor, but he doesn't sound like super electric or dynamic. He, he could be. He could be. I'm not sure. I agree with that. I, I think he could. He could, he could be. Um, but I, I like York just because of stability. I mean, ever since Phil Dawson, I can't tell you how many Browns games. I mean, you don't appreciate this because because only you'd, you'd have to be rooting for a team 
where consistently they've lost because of a field goal. So I don't know if Alex, you could appreciate this, but it's very important yeah. to have a kicker. Yes. Kicker again. I don't know if you appreciate this, Alex, how important it is to have yeah. a kicker. As a Vikings fan, I can't understand how that would, uh, how that could be. Um, you know, it is interesting because obviously the Browns are, are always like, you know, far and away the number one team in Cleveland with, you know, maybe you can tell me in a slight exception in 2016 when LeBron brought a ring home, but as we're speaking and we're, we're talking Thursday morning, the, the guardians have passed the twins for the first time in over two months. They have sole possession of first place. Uh, and, 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 you know, they could uh, make the postseason and, and, you know, go into October, at least, you know, a little bit into October. Uh, and then the, the, the Cavs will be back after a, you know, a Renaissance season a little bit, and, you know, they should be healthy and a playoff contender in the East. So I'm wondering, you know, if, if Watson suspended the whole year or, or, or things sort of turn and Stefanski's getting fired, like do the Browns lose any of that sort of seniority in terms of Cleveland sports or are they still have that solidly no matter what? I think no matter what, I mean, I mean, it's the, it's the, the Midwest. I mean, football is, is King in the Midwest in general. And so I think that the, no matter what happens, I think they're going to, they're going to be, be uh, the dominant team. I mean, we'll see what happens. The Cavs look, very very good and look like they can make a real serious run next year so perhaps that changes things but um browns fans are just i mean cleveland clevelanders are just complete suckers for football um and so it it, it th that's going to continue no matter what which is just the the abusive relationship that browns fans have with their team just is is just decades long and so it's it's a little insane factor I mean, sadness yeah, factory sadness. And I mean, I remember as a kid watching them pack up their bags overnight and move to Baltimore. And then the, the pain continues watching that pretty much constructed Cleveland team win a Super Bowl, which is basically our team. And so after all that, they still like we're still rooting for them. Like I'm still rooting for them. I'm, I'm one of my best Brown stories is uh, I was in, in Vegas for a conference and uh, I ran into um a couple uh, a family where like two out of the the five family members were there and they were wearing browns gear and i said wow you guys are browns fans they said no no we got this at the thrift store and so <laughs> you know this is this is it takes us it takes us i also always joke the people who are browns fans are very professionally successful in life because they had didn't have to focus uh so much on winning or focusing on it by game three or four we've sort of written off the season uh and given up so i mean the same could be ascribed to vikings fans or others as well so we, 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 well, we, but Akiva, but then explain to me, like, you know, you're a Jets fan, but you have no success. So what's the reason for that? Yeah. I'm not sure what it keeps him going. I'm not sure what I'm not. Although, by the way, I was, I was going to say, say, um, I'm a, I'm a newer transplant to the New York, New Jersey area. And, um, I was at a Knicks game and I, I, it was the first time I've ever been to a Knicks game. And I was a Knicks game this year. And, uh, I sat there and I told, um, some of my brothers, I said, I felt like I was sitting at a Browns game. So there are experiences you can have where you're in a very miserable team. And I've been to Jets games also where I felt uh, a kin. I felt like it's a cousin. I felt like uh, a little bit of uh, uh, that feeling like I was in, 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 in Cleveland once again. So there are places where you can channel that sadness. Mm. Um, let's, uh, okay, can we play some schedule game? Yeah, let's Maureen. do a schedule game. Mm -hmm. All right. So, and I think we're going to have to do this on two tracks. We're going to do, obviously, weeks one to six are the same. But from week seven on, we'll do um, if Watson's playing and if Watson's not playing. All right. 
So we'll have to we'll have to keep track of both. But uh, week one, you're visiting Carolina. Uh, we just dropped our Carolina Panthers podcast uh, today again Thursday uh, with the Browns podcast drops a couple days later. Um, and the Panthers fans are talking about Matt Rule, similar to you with Stefanski. They they think this is a team that's going to win about eight or nine games, but that they need to do more than that for him to keep his job. So important week one, both teams, uh, you know, uh, both coaches desperate to, uh, you know, get to year four. And what's your prediction in Carolina in week one? I think the Browns lose. All right. So Browns lose. Jacoby Brissett comes home to face the Jets. Easy victory. All right. So one and one and then short rest on Amazon Prime Thursday night against the hated Steelers. I, I don't know. I think, I guess, I, I guess I'm, I think the Browns are going to lose that game also. All right. So one and two, and then you go at Atlanta, a team who I think might be tanking. Yeah. So we'll win that game. All right. So two and two. And, you know, as we talked about very, very soft, um, you know, first four weeks and then things get a little bit harder. You face the chargers at home. We lose that game. All right. Two and three. And then the Patriots at home. We lose that game. All right. So two and four. And then um, possibly Watson coming back, you know, so, okay. So two and four, now we got to do the, the two tracks. So at Baltimore in week seven. So Tommy, is that a win or a loss uh, with Brissett? And then is it a win or a loss? I think that's a loss no matter what. Okay. So two and five and now Monday night football against the AFC defending champion Cincinnati Bengals uh, in week eight. Win, win. And that's a win. And you're saying even with the, even with that Watson, that's a win. No matter what, that's a win. Yeah. Okay. So that's a huge win because uh, you get to three and five going to the bye. If you're two and six going to the bye, the season's over. Stefanski can start packing his bags. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the, I think that's where they recover. Either Watson gets his sea legs or, or whatever it is. They don't, they don't usually lose to the Bengals. All right. Okay. So uh, coming out of the bye, a uh, couple of uh, AFC East road games, you start at Miami for set percent revenge game. <laughs> um, uh, we're we're going to crush. We're going to crush the Dolphins. Okay. And uh, that's even if Brissett's still playing doesn't matter. They, the Dolphins, I think, are massively overrated. So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not a Tua fan, so we're going to win that game. All right, so four and five, and then at Buffalo in week 11. We lose that game. Okay, four and six, and then the Bucks in week 12. We lose that game. Okay, so you're four and seven entering December. Um, you know, uh, not looking good for the playoffs. And then uh, you go at Houston in week 13. We win. And is that with or without Watson? Doesn't matter. Okay, so so far there's been no, you know, whether it's Brissett or Watson hasn't made an impact on weeks uh, seven to, to to thirteen, which is interesting. Uh, week fourteen, you go at Cincinnati. Who uh, can you get a season sweep of the Bengals? I think that depends on that's where you. I think it depends on Watson or not. I mean, at that point, usually you you know, and it depends on where the Bengals are. The Bengals usually falter. Last year we saw them falter and they sort of pick up a little bit. So I think it depends if it's Watson or Brissett at that point. So 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 if it's Watson, you think it's a win? I think it's a win. Yeah, I think they can win that. Okay, so so we're at six and seven with Watson. We're at five and eight without Watson. All right, we're, I got to keep track of this. Um, and then week fifteen, you face the Ravens. I think we can win that game with Watson. We can we'll lose it with Brissett. Okay, so now it's in between seven and seven and five and nine. So in one case, season's over. In the other case, maybe you have a chance at the playoffs. Although you know, it's I'm not sure if even ten wins is a lock in the AFC. But um, um, all right. And then week sixteen, you're facing the Saints at home. I think that's a win. Either and way, I mean, they're not that great. And even with that, Watson, even with, with that, yeah, Watson, I don't think that matters. Okay. And then we get uh, at Washington in week 17. Also, I don't, I don't think that really matters. Again, a bad team. Okay. All right. So you're, you're nine and seven uh, with Watson, seven and nine without Watson. So if Watson's playing uh, nine and seven, uh, quite likely you need to win here at Pittsburgh in week 18. In the and snow. I think we win that. I think that's a win. That's a, that's a game we win with for sure with Watson and maybe not with, with, with Brissett. 
Okay, so and and so with Brissett, it gets you to eight and nine, which yeah, the, you know, the, the the middle of the season is very dicey. Yeah, the so yeah the schedule's uh, easier in in the first part and the last part. In the middle is the tough yeah, part. Yeah, middle, middle gets very dicey. All right, so so ten and seven if Watson plays, and is your expectation they're making the playoffs, sir? I think they I think they make the I think they make the playoffs simply because I don't look I don't think the Bengals are going to be as good as they were last year. I certainly don't think the Steelers are going to be as good as they were last year. I think the Ravens are going to be again very very good. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I think, I think they, they, I think, I think they are, they are very competitive for that wild card seat as, uh, because the Steelers are, are will not have figured it all out yet. I think the Steelers are going to play extremely good games within the division. Um, and outside of that, I think they're going to get crushed. I, it really is amazing. The Tomlin stat about never having gone under 500 and then last year, somehow, despite everything, despite you know a Roethlisberger looking just you know absolutely terrible obviously despite moving to a 17 game schedule um where it's like oh you know eight wins will no longer keep that streak alive somehow and then the Steelers even had a tie so they could have won eight eight and one and then of course they weasel into the playoffs at nine seven one somehow with with a terrible scoring differential and really at least on offense a really miserable team yeah this is a tough division nobody's talking about it because of the AFC West is so ridiculous but the Browns, Steelers, both of them, I think, expect to be, you know, at least 500. And then the Bengals and Ravens have Super Bowl aspirations. So it is a very tough division. But if he goes 10 and 7, again, that's under an assumption that Watson's playing 11 games and makes the playoffs. The fans, he's coming back no matter what, even if they lose, you know, 45 to 10 to the Chiefs in the first round. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.